Welcome to the family with Alex Brambernard Rasmussen. I'd rather fight than switch, Catherine Brandt. <laughs> okay. Mike Bryant. And Dandy Brambernard. What does that mean? Catherine got hit in the face with a pickleball and she's got a black eye. I've got a ton of makeup on it, trying to make it not look so bad, but it turned very black under here. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just going to paste it on because then the, cat, the camera won't get it. You just look like you have a vein. Yeah, basically. Oh, well, it looks much worse without the stuff on. Well, <laughs> Think of how bad it would be if you didn't put arnica on it. Yeah, well, okay. Oh, Rather fight than switch Good. is an yeah, old Viceroy cigarette ad campaign. In I thought it was the, Winston. No, that tastes Winston? good like a cigarette should. Never mind. Yep. Uh, I think it's one. Viceroy. Might be Viceroy. It's... Which I don't think they make anymore. No, they don't. Let's see. Anyway, there'd be a lot of people with black eyes, and they'd be like, I'd rather fight than switch it's yeah. cigarettes. Territon, whatever the hell that is, I've never even heard of it. But yes, I'm looking. I'm looking at these ads, and that is what you look like. You look like one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So hey, and I don't even smoke. Yeah, us Terryton uh, uh, smokers would rather fight than switch. I think a lot of people did switch because they're not around anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they are. I don't are. think that campaign Terryton. worked. Let's see. Do they exist anymore? They were probably bought up by Marlboro or no, something. No, they're still around. They were really? really? They're Never. one of the Canadian brands? Um, no, they huh. started in America, but apparently they're more popular in Finland, Germany, and Switzerland. Hmm. That makes total sense because they're more rough and tumble people. Yeah. <laughs> They are indeed. They would rather fight. So, this this uh, guest is on speaking successfully when put on the spot. Can we like yell at him and see if what he yeah. does? Yeah. Where the hell have you been? Speaking oh, I, uh, yeah. Because how many times did somebody say something and you're like, and I told him that, but you didn't really yeah. because it's what you wanted to say, right. but you didn't come up with it at the time. Because sometimes I, when people say something outrageous, your mm-hmm. brain kind of goes, beep, 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 you know, for a minute before it can start thinking. I have it all the time where it's like someone will ask me a pretty easy question uh-huh. in like a somewhat stressful environment and I just won't be able to think about it. Yeah. They'll be like, so, what's your name? And I'm like, hmm, uh, I know. let me think about that for a little while. I'll get back to put you. Put on the spot. It happens to me all the time. And it's not even like, you know, I'm actually super nervous or anything. It's just like if someone just suddenly ambushes me with a question, my brain's not in, like, question-answering right. mode. Well, yeah. So I just can't. It takes me a little while to switch over. Well, if you're anything like me, I have a million things swirling around that at all times. Help. And then when somebody says something, i got to get out of all the things that are swirling around. Yep before I can listen. There you have it. Matt Abrams is going to join us in a couple of minutes. Sandy, you know what time he's going to call in? Any second. Oh, okay. Uh, the author of Think Faster, Talk Smarter developed the life-changing ability to excel in spontaneous communication situations from public speaking to interviewing to networking. Oh, he's going to be judging my interviewing skills. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you think of that? That's something. Well, I'm guessing, boy, oh, boy. I'm guessing, what was your name I'm again? I'm guessing he'll have good enough <laughs> skills to give you many compliments <laughs> it's true so yeah so. as soon as he's with it that'll be great over the weekend Catherine and i pickleball over there yeah yep. pickleball over there went oh, wow. and had a pickleball lesson yep. turns out the guy teaching the lesson is a cousin of two of my best friends from when i was a kid guy and greg laurent oh, oh I right. everybody right. in his family small <laughs> world saint so, anne's saint all anne's of it. all who of hit, it yeah. who hit this ball that hit you in the face oh this was on league i oh, have okay. a league on fridays and we were oh, all, okay. we were all so, sort of okay. at the front of the net, 
I mean, you're behind the kitchen line. Right. Yeah, on our way <laughs> home, Melissa and I were like, so wait, she had a black eye before she went to pickleball? How does that work? No, I played, so you I played, played pickleball. I played and a couple played times before yes. I got okay. him to take a lesson because he's been saying he wanted to play. And then every time I'm going to play, he never wants to play it's or can't kind of play. Fun. It's kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, pickleball is a lot of fun. It's, it's total true. fun. But you need to learn how to score and you need to learn I'm, how to do a few things. I'm going to flip over the nets at some point. Though. Yeah, I've, I've done that run up twice oh. where I've gotten right up to the knees. And it's like one of these times <laughs> I'm going to bounce. over the top. It has to bounce in the, if you're going to stand in the kitchen. You I'm not standing in the kitchen. I'm rushing up because the shot's oh, coming. Oh, I'm oh. going to slam it back. And then I realize you got to let it bounce. I'm going over. Not every time. I thought you you did. No, you don't. You can spike it? You can't be standing in the kitchen and hit an airborne ball. Right. Oh, right. Okay. It has to bounce if you're in when the I kitchen. I hit an airborne ball out of the kitchen. He said you, you can't can, do that. If well, it, that's, on it, that's on the serve. That's on the serve. Oh, that's only that's on the serve. That's a bounce, serve. bounce, okay. pounce. That's okay, how it, I see. <laughs> Huh. Wow. Bounce, bounce, pounce. Yeah. There's, a, there's a woman on this pickleball league. She is, I don't know, no, she's older. She has pickleball words in like bling on her shirt. Wow. And she's like stretching and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to play her. <laughs> I bet you she'll kick my ass. Well, they said guys in the, men and women in their 80s are okay. really good at that game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because if you wonderful. know the strategy and you can get the ball shot at people's feet, you can't mm-hmm. return it. Right. You just can't. No. There's no. no way if you get hit at your feet mm. that's kids, why you have to learn how to stand you know when to go back when to come up right yeah right. it's because it's so small you can play angles yeah, really yeah. Well, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. still it's really fun it's it's fast i mean you can get a game done in 15 minutes yep. Yep. that's what's nice about it you can get three games in in an hour and get your heart rate up and it's fun joe says next time you need a duck i do and dave says he thought the idea was to hit the ball rather yeah. than the ball hit you. Well, my <laughs> eye could have hit nice. it back, but it just didn't. Although you're you're tall, so at that height, if you ducked, it might have gone out. The woman that was on my on the other side was also tall. Okay, uh, but so. but I just mean as far as you know, because that was one of the things they taught me as a goalie was don't ever stop stuff with your face because it's <laughs> over the net. Because one time I stopped one with my cage, and the, my coach came up to me and said, look at your head and look at the top uh, of the net. What are you, stupid? Yeah, it should be back <laughs> farther. Yeah, well, my problem was is we were doing one of those at kind of everybody was just ponging it over the, yeah, over the net. And um, I, I looked at her eyes instead of the ball. Oh, okay. I just took my eye <laughs> off the ball for a second and got popped. That's just wow. how it worked. Right, and it, it hurt popped. like mad. She got popped. It hurt. Yeah. How about the how about the pot the pot lady? One day she was appointed by the governor for one day. One day. One what, day. What happened? There? I saw that. They this found morning. out she was selling illegal pot in her shop. You're kidding yeah, me. That's why. Oh my God. What is wrong with people? Why know. would you accept that position <laughs> if you're know. breaking the law? Well, and why aren't they vetting anybody? I'd how say, about vet somebody? I, you know. How do you vet a pot person, really? Well, I mean, if, they, if, they, if they have a store, you could go in and see if they're doing illegal stuff, yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's so what I would do. She was selling the plant? She, I don't know, some some level of THC she had in her store that was illegal. You can't have, you can't have yeah. 10 milligrams. You can have five, but no. not 10. Mm-hmm. And that changes, what, about a year and a half from now or something, mm-hmm. something like that? One day. One, one day <laughs> she's out <laughs> yeah one day one day she gets fired well that there was that other guy that was in charge of something and he what he okay. lasted six months or something oh that was left. uh that was a public safe was that public safety I just, uh yeah oh. i'm sorry i just think whatever 
Minneapolis well, I tell you just, what, Minneapolis has got problems. Yeah, it does have a lot of <laughs> at problems. every level. Mm-hmm. A lot of, but there's a lot of problems everywhere. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with this election. Uh-huh. Honest God, they're both nuts. Mm. This is what we get to choose from: a couple of nut jobs. That's really great. Well, I don't even understand how the Republican Party or the Democratic Party can think that this is a good thing for anyone. Exactly. They should do something I mean, else. Nobody gets. But that's along who they're going to give the money to. That's the problem. I know. I just they decide who to give money. the money to, and then that's who we have. I guess, but I because I, I still haven't decided who the hell I'm going to vote for. I did, well, every time we've I got pick a somebody, while before met, we actually. Yeah, yeah, you got over a year. Yeah, eh, well, thirteen months. We got. Like I said there's no there's no point in voting in this state. We know how everything's going to go. Yeah, that's true. It's all predetermined. So. But I just I I really wish that Don't these politicians and these news people would stop trying to drive us apart. I know that's how the voting set up and all the rest of it, and viewing is set up and all the rest of it, but you're making people hate one another. And I really, really don't like that at all. No. It, there's no reason for it. This is still America. We can get along. We've had Democrats, we've had Republicans, and we'll, whomever the next person is, we'll get through that too. Well, like we've discussed before, there's a lot of money in division. Mm-hmm. There is. I mean, now there's mm-hmm. a ton of money in division now. Tons. So. People just love to cause problems. All right. We got our guest on we got our guest. Professor Matt Abrams with us. Professor, how are you? I'm doing great. How are all of you? Well, we're just trying to fight our way through this whole deal that the, <laughs> the politicians and the media love to make us hate one another. And I'm really getting tired of it, Professor. I just, I don't hate anybody. Definitely more challenging these days than it ever has been. Yeah, and that's only because there's a lot of money to be made from it, don't you think? Well, I think there's certainly money to be made from it, but I also think it's a way of relatively positioning yourself uh, against others. So it helps you with uh, not just the money, but uh, the the power and status that come with it. Absolutely. Professor Matt Abrams, ladies and gentlemen, the author of Think Faster, Talk Smarter. Is that a direct order to me, Professor? Because it should be. Absolutely. Yes, sir. (laughs) I think it's a direct order to everybody that we should all think faster and talk smarter. It would help with uh, the dialogue you're talking about for sure. Well, you're absolutely right, Professor. That's why it's great to have you on. Develop the life-changing ability to excel in spontaneous communication situations from public speaking to interviewing. See, I read that earlier, Professor, and I went, ooh, he's going to be judging me as an interviewer the whole time he's on. I'm an interviewer, too. I host my own podcast, and uh, okay. I, I know the pressure it can feel like, so I will not be judging you at all. <laughs> so, all right. Is an element of thinking faster actually thinking ahead and thinking more? Uh, I think it's more about pattern recognition and seeing what's happening in the moment and then making uh, decisions based on it. You don't want to think too far ahead because then you're not present and connecting in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. So... Just, I like the fact you're even talking about thinking, because do people even think that much? They just kind of react? They don't even think about it usually, do they? That's right. Yeah, in the book I talk a lot about what we call heuristics, shortcuts, mental shortcuts that we take. So imagine somebody tells you bad news, and you just right out of your mouth say, well, it is what it is. I mean, that's a mental shortcut. Right. You have to really think through what does it mean and what's the impact. So, yeah, a lot of us just uh, rely on rote sayings to get us through these challenging in-the-moment situations. Is it as much just not listening? 
Listening is a key component, absolutely. So I, I've identified and talk about in the book a six-step methodology, and, and one of the most important steps is listening. But we all, you know, we don't listen very well. We listen just enough to get the gist of what somebody's saying, and then we start judging and evaluating and rehearsing what we want to say. To be good at speaking in the moment, you have to be present. You have to be focused. You have to understand what the person is saying, so you you really respond appropriately. That's hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. But, you know, the rewards of doing it are fantastic because you really connect. The other person feels validated. You respond in a way that's appropriate. I'll give you an example. Imagine we come out of a meeting together and you ask me and you say, how do you think that meeting went? And I immediately hear, oh, she wants feedback. So I start rattling off all the things that could have gone better, what you could have done better, what I could have done better. But had I really listened, I might have noticed that you came out the back door not the front door like I did. You're looking down. You're talking more quietly. What you really wanted in that moment was not feedback. You wanted support. And me rattling off all the things that went wrong, I have now done a disservice to you, maybe hurt our relationship, and made you feel bad. So if I listen better, I'll understand what's needed in the moment. See, I think that's great. I mean, that would be nice if we all thought about what one another was saying, don't you think? That that instead of, oh my God, I disagree with everything you say, think about it, well, let me take a, take a gander at what you're yeah, saying. Absolutely. I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the foundation of conflict resolution is, is listening. Uh, we feel, we have this notion that if I really listen to you, it must mean I'm agreeing with you, and that's not true. Right. I can listen to understand and still disagree. Hmm. And, and that's important because it might be the case that if I listened well, that I really don't disagree with you, that there's a lot of common ground, but we just don't listen enough to try to find that common ground. I like listening to people, uh, Professor. Uh, to be honest with you, since, since I was a little kid, I used to love yeah. sitting and listening to people. I could learn so much from them. What? Oh, no, my <laughs> wife's turning on me, Professor. My wife's turning on me on the other end of the you table. Know what's funny? Is, is uh, as soon as I'm done with this call with you, my wife is going to come in and say that I still need to practice what I teach. So the professor and I, we're both getting attacked. Included. Yes. Well, I think that certain relationships, it is more difficult to listen, especially when you're around somebody that talks constantly. <laughs> That's a different problem, yes. Hey, well, there are some ways that you can quiet somebody down who talks so much. Ooh. My favorite way is using a paraphrase. So when somebody's talking a lot, either out of malice or just because they're trying to figure out what they want to say, if you jump in and extract something of value that they've said, comment on it, and then steer the conversation away from them, you can shut down an over-talker in a polite way. Uh-oh, Tom. Huh. You got it all figured yeah, out now, honey? Watch out to re-listen to that. Tom's in trouble. Catherine's got it figured She's out now. She's got a technique now. You're absolutely right. How about those twins? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just point something out. Now, Professor, i got to tell you something. I, I have made a living from talking since I was 17 years old, and I'm now, I'll be 72 in a, about a month and a half. I don't wow. know how to shut up. I really don't. He even makes noise when he's sleeping. <laughs> That's too much information, but thank yeah, you. Really you know, one of the best ways to streamline your communication uh, is to leverage a structure. A structure is nothing more than a framework, a logical connection of ideas. And if you use a framework, it makes you more concise. My favorite framework in the whole world is three simple questions. What? So what? Now what? 
So if I need to say something, I'll say what it is I'm talking about. It could be my idea, my belief, my position. And then the so what is why I find it important or I think it's important for you. And then the now what is what I'd like to do next as a result of it. If you package information up, simply answer those three questions or leverage one of many other structures, you will be more concise because the goal is to follow my mother's advice. And my mother always told me, tell the time, don't build the clock. And many of us are clock builders. So leveraging structure can make us more concise and clear. So that'll help you. Not in your sleep. That's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to help me at all in my sleep. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I suppose you got, I just, I don't know that I'm talking too much. It's just what I do. And it's what I've always done since I was a little boy. Well, you're sort of an emotional processor too with talking. Right. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Wait a minute, we're going to get back to her. Because, Professor, what you think that means and what she thinks it means might be two completely different things. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, and that's why we have to communicate and listen to better understand. There are people who process what they're thinking and feeling verbally, and and I think they they have a lot of value to bring because they're they're putting forth their actual in the moment authentic selves, but you don't want to do it so much that you distract others and make others feel uncomfortable because you're talking too much or sharing too much. No quite. No, she's looking at me again, Professor. Way to go. <laughs> We're in the same room. I'm going to look at you. <laughs> that doesn't well, mean anything. True. I suppose that's true. Do you think uh, people paying attention to what you're talking about, Professor, will help us with all this? I mean, as I said, People, to me, are making, and I don't want to drag you into political stuff here, but but people, to me, right now, are saying things that they would have never said in the past, just caring about another human being. I, I, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, and I don't want to get deep into it, but I, in my lifetime, and I just gave you my, my age, and I've been doing this for, you know, 55 years, whatever, um, as a little boy, there was hatred towards certain people. And instead of solving that problem, going directly after that problem, uh, we've decided we're going to spread the hate to everybody else, too. I hate you because you're a man. I hate you because you're a white man. I hate you because you're a Catholic white man. It's like they have all these different reasons now to hate everyone. Why did that happen? Well, I, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a question for sociologists and anthropologists, and right. I'm not one of them. Right. I, I do think that people, I, I do think that the venom and the intensity of some of these comments that we're hearing is simply a result of the fact that there is so much going on in the, the general communication within our society that right. the only way to be heard is to be extreme and and to be loud right and and that 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 is not the best way you know if you're speaking with somebody who does not speak the language you speak our default is often to speak louder yep which does nothing to help at all uh, in fact getting quieter probably helps mm-hmm. so the point is that, that we are we are defaulting to just trying to be more extreme and louder rather than to really think and connect and reflect and try to con- communicate in a more reasonable way. So I, I think that's a lot of what's behind this, is there's just so much going on that we have to just be more extreme and louder to even be heard. You know, that's a great answer, Professor. See, you said it's out of your area, but it really wasn't. That was a perfect answer. Oh, well, thank you. Not a problem at all. So think faster, 
Talk Smarter is available everywhere. Uh, it should be. It, no, it is. It's, a, it's available in print, <laughs> it in e in audio book. Yes, it's available everywhere. We're going to have you back on again. You're a very good guest, sir. We learned a lot today, and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to chat with you and, and keep the conversation going. We podcast hosts have to keep it going. Thank we will indeed. We'll step on top. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Professor Matt Abrams, ladies and gentlemen, think faster, talk smarter. No, I'm glad that he did respond to that because I, to me, growing up, you where know, I did, like I said, Catholics, blacks, and Jews, I saw a lot of prejudice back in the day toward, you know, mostly black people and the Jews, not so much against the Catholics back in those days. But now it's everybody. Unless you're exactly like me, I hate you. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Well, I don't think everybody's yeah. like that. Well, not everybody, but, but a lot of people are. Yeah, well, like he said, the loud, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yeah. I, that's, that's who's listening to talk show hosts and politicians, those people that are being extremely radical about everything, those are the people that are getting attention. Yep. Yeah. Well, there yeah. are people in Andy and Alex's generation that literally have gone on national television saying they cannot wait for the last baby boomer to die. Oh yeah, our neighbor's uh, our un- neighbor's our neighbor's niece said that to her sister. Yeah, why? Because uh, we're we're, big we're, deal the, we're the whole problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're boomers. As soon are the as whole as soon as the boomers die, everything's gonna be great. Yep. Yeah, but it's just kind of like you know when you were young, it's like oh these old people all keeping us behind. Uh, you gotta get yeah, make way for the way. new kid. Well, that's that's exactly what um what was it the Bob Dylan song. Uh, times they are a changing. Was oh, that, that Bob yeah, Dylan? That's Bob Dylan. It's yeah. basically the whole the whole idea is get the hell out of here, old people. It's young people's well, time to shine. Well, what 
what, people have been thinking that forever. But what made, yeah. yeah, well, it's usually a war. I mean, yeah. the Vietnam War really did divide everybody up yes, because it, no, mm -hmm. it was a stupid war. We shouldn't have been in it. But, you know, there were the people that were like, hey, the government thinks that we need to be in it, so we're going to go and fight. And we're, you know, people were dying for what? You know? And my problem is, again, we're not trying to fight hatred, we're trying to move it, which I don't really understand. There is no reason on earth to judge someone by their orientation, their sex, their religion, their skin color. That's no, there's no excuse for doing any of that to anybody. I know, but right now everybody seems to want want to be pigeonholed into. Uh, well, that's true. I, you know, it makes thinking easier when you're just like, you know, these are my yeah. labels. Yep. This is how I must behave. Right. You know, I don't have to cultivate a personality. I just, I, I have that, one installed in me. I think it's a social media phenomenon. Yeah. I really do. It's easier to get information now yeah. out. So, you know, you used to have to write it in a newspaper. Yeah, definitely. Know, right. yeah. You like, to, if you're the, you know, you know, town crazy guy 100 years ago, who's paying attention to you? Everyone yeah. knows yeah, to but ignore now you've you. you've got 5 million followers. And, yep, exactly. You know, yeah. and, and you also, a lot of stuff you had to do face-to-face. -face, yep. You know, yeah, now that's true. You, know, you can yep. do it behind a keyboard. Or at the very least, you know? like writing letters, which is still relatively direct. Mm-hmm. I saw the the Iron Cowboy this uh, speak. He's the guy who did the hundred marathons in oh, a row. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he, hundred marathons. One of them. He's doing a hundred marathons in a row. I think it was the hundred. It was either the hundred or the fifty he did in a row. Okay, each day. One of them because of weather, he had to do it inside. So he did it on a on a treadmill, treadmill? Yeah. and he had oh, people attacking him. Like he hadn't achieved anything. Like it was a Why? big farce because he didn't actually go out and run it out. It, like he did a hundred of them, and <laughs> and and he celebrated the hundredth by doing a hundred and one, and he did a hundred and one by himself, the last one, by himself. And his team saw that he was swimming, and they ran with him and and biked with him. So he did actually did a hundred and one in a row. Isn't that amazing? But, but people attacked him because of that. Why do because, you have to attack people? Because there's people that got an issue oh, about everything. God. But everything, you know, everything. But everything like, he and he actually said that that drove him. That that actually is when he saw those at first, he was like, Good. "Are you kidding me?" Good. And then it actually just drove him forward. And he's like, "You know, I'm just not going to give him any headspace." I I, I really do think what's happening is, anytime somebody achieves something like that, the people that don't exercise, that eat crappy, that are unhealthy, it's, his achievement shines a light on the inside on them. them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I, I, I would never do that, so he, let's, let's lash out at him. Mm -hmm. Or right. I should be doing right. something, but I'm not going to do anything, so I'm going to lash out at him. I just think that's, that's what it triggers every accomplishment from somebody that you're not doing it, what you should be doing in your life, right. I think it triggers something in them, mm -hmm, and that's absolutely. why they start being mad. I think it's inspirational and cool to it see somebody should be. do it. it like, yeah. And, yeah. You know, I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. I know that. It should be. I'm not concerned. Yeah. You know? It absolutely so. should be. It should be inspirational. It shouldn't make you mad. Yeah. Speaking of inspirations. Uh-oh. It's Kostaki. Famous comedian. <laughs> Who inspires Who us inspires every us. day. We were one short like Notre Dame there for a minute. Now he's here. <laughs> Did you see that end of the game? I don't even talk about football to me because I don't want football anywhere near me. College you or professional. The, did you care about the Gophers for a second? Oh, my God. Oh, did they what suck. a mistake. Oh, did they suck. What a mistake. <laughs> you yeah. started caring. That's the I did. problem. That's the whole problem. I can always, tell, I can always tell when the Vikings are, yep. are not doing well because Tom will come. Their game's on. 
He'll come upstairs and go, let's go do something. Oh, yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. I don't <laughs> want to be near the television. You gotta go. He was, he was watching the Vikings and then dropped them. <laughs> Seriously, those were two but, of them. Uh, between the Gophers and the Vikings, those are two Notre of them. Notre Dame worked. had 10 guys on the field the last two plays How? of the game. How? How? How yeah. does that work? Somebody's job yeah. is to count the players on the field. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And where's that guy? What's that guy doing? Yeah, yeah where is he? He's going to go fired. to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And that game-winning touchdown went right where that guy yep. was supposed exactly. to be. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's really? extra painful. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh. But what that's the coach's fault. Yeah. The coach We're back and the captain's on the field. Our, team, our two teams suck again. We Yay. Yes, they do. Our team sucks well, yet again. Well, it should again. be a comfortable Atlanta's, place to be. Atlanta's 2-1, and yeah, one, aren't they? I've been here. All right, isn't Atlanta 2-1? and one? Atlanta is 2-1, and one, but yeah. they're probably the worst 2-1 and one team in the league <laughs> and maybe in NFL history. Ah. Oh. How about 0-3? How about How's that looking? Yeah. Here? Nope. Yeah, that's bad. Patch of <laughs> one and three. They have no chance of coming back. It is literally mathematically nearly impossible to come back from 0 and 3. Except in this division. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it might be all 0 and, yeah. 0 and 17. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. The Vikings are like a bad exorcist, completely unable to control time of possession. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> see? I like it. Yeah, I like that. And watching them can make your head spin while you throw up. Uh, that's how we're getting close to Halloween. <laughs> yes, indeed. We've got a Halloween joke. But the big news, of course, in the NFL this week, Taylor Swift went to Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. She's in her Travis Kelsey era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to hear what a tool Travis is in Taylor's song next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's next year, baby. That's you know, the, the pattern, right? You know what's so great about that? is Taylor Swift could come up to him to Kelsey and say, why do you bother to play for that kind of money? You're only making like $30 million a year. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I know. It's pretty intimidating to invite to invite a woman to a stadium for a big NFL game to see you play that she could sell out by herself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that phenomenal. I really do. That really is that's it was the same thing with Tom Brady and Giselle. Yep. I, like she made so much more money than he did, which is hard. It's like mind bending to think about that. It is. Mm-hmm. Did she sell underwear Maybe the greatest or something? Player of all time. She was a, she's a model. I know, but didn't yeah. she sell I mean, normally she they make sold their everything. money. Yeah, she had makeup lines or lingerie she never had, or something. I don't know that she ever had her own specific line she didn't? of anything. Oh, didn't she have I fragrance? Thought she did. I thought she did. I mean, everybody has a fragrance. Oh, yeah. But I think that that's... Even I do. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. any famous person has a fragrance, it seems. <laughs> There's a Catherine Brandt fragrance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't even want to know. The Kostaki smell. My signature smell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Taylor Swift understands football players. She also gets hurt a lot. So, oh, <laughs> oh. bad feelings hurt. <laughs> oh. The Dolphins scored 70, oh, 70. points. How? Oh, 70, 70 points in a pro game. Seven. That's an entire 70? season worth of points for yeah. the Jets. That's yeah. a that's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I've never The Broncos seen that. defense seeded more ground than the French <laughs> army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. The Dolphins scored like an NBA player at a Kardashian family picnic. A lot of scoring. (laughs) He explains his joke. I love that. That's a lot. A lot of scoring. When when Tua saw the score, he thought he had another concussion. (laughs) 70. 
Of course, you guys know in South Florida, 70s, no big deal. It's still young. <laughs> 70s, nothing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's 70s no doubt the about new it. 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 70 sounds like the ages of a Hollywood, 70 to 20. It's like a Hollywood couple. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like that. You could say the Broncos got Tony Randled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he was, what, 83? Uh, 80 something. He was 80 so, something. Yeah. He got that woman, woman so pregnant. So gross. The newborn. Uh, Al Pacino, too. <laughs> yeah. Pacino, yeah. Yep. Yep. Vomit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. That is really preposterous. It's just gross. <laughs> Tony Randall's last child was born in 1998, and he was born in 1920. So he was 78. 78, 78 years old. He's dead, right? He's, dead, He's long dead, yes. Yeah. He wow. is indeed. <clears throat> 78. I think That's Pacino nice parenting, had a kid when, Tony. When his age was eight. Check that one. Is, was Pacino 80 when his kid was born? Oh. I think maybe you're right. Let's see. I think Pacino's was born when he was 80. <laughs> Why would you have babies really at eight? <laughs> Just to prove you can. Just to prove you can. Yeah. Pacino was born 1940. Let's see. When was his last child? So he is 83 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid was just born like a few months ago, I thought. I think it was 83, yeah. yeah. I was going to wow. say. Yeah, no, June 15th, born. 2023. So he yeah. was 83. 83. I was going to wow. say, I, <laughs> feel, I feel like I remember saying this on the podcast and saying he's 83. I think you did. Yeah. He is wow. among the oldest fathers on record. In the world, by the way. In the world. In the world? He's like That's number surprising. 20 in the entire history of the world that we know of. Number Was it one, like Ruth, like eight hundred when she had her baby in the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Well, so. she's magical though. Oh, Whatever. stop it! And by the way, I can hear I can hear the Greek Kostaki thinking to himself, "Well, Al Pacino is Italian, so you know." Oh, kind of makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Right. The oldest confirmed father, ninety-six. What? Wow. Ramjeet Raghav. Ah, I knew it. I knew it was going to be a Ramjeet. Ninety-four. Ninety-four years old. Wow. That's That's a a little Mother Nature goof, right? (laughs) That that women can run out of possibilities that way. Uh, Actually, actually it's a blessing. Because... Yeah, would you want to give birth at 90? Probably no. not. Would you, want a, would you want a toddler at 90? No. No. Mm-hmm. no. I like no. this one. The uh, you're, you're third oldest. You're pretty much a toddler yourself. We have name unknown from Italy. He was 93. Okay. There you go. It's like, how do we know his so age was not Italian. his name? How old is the oldest kidding. mother? The oldest mother? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. Oh, because well, you can have yeah, babies until the day There was a woman in her die, 60s but... that had some sort of implant <clears throat> procedure. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I, I was thinking 60s as well. I think so. Does this count? So you're 70 by, or 80 by the time your kids graduate. So yep. sh- this woman um, gave birth at the age of 73. Wow. Oh, 73? <laughs> she had in vitro fertilization done. Done. Oh, yeah. So wow. they okay, like you talking about That probably. just doesn't even seem medically ethical. Mm. Nine no, years I from wouldn't... now, you have a baby. <laughs> Yeah, can you even? Yeah, imagine? I agree. That's uh, weird. I mean, I'd rather jump. But off on a the other hand, what are you? Are you going to make a rule that it's this is the line? This is the line draws the line. I know it's like Logan's right. Run almost. Seems like you'd not. make a line with the younger, not worry about the older. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah, you remember the you remember the Octo Mom? Yeah. She was running oh, around. God, you know, yeah. it was. 
she was think praising God. Like, no, God made you infertile. You went and like sidestep God. <laughs> yeah, whole other thing. Yes. Whatever happened? No to God her? involved. She all of a sudden disappeared. She did a bunch of porn, I think, and I then say, everyone like, was like, "You're gross. I don't care about you anymore." And like a bunch anymore. of her kids don't talk oh. to her anymore. Oh really? They're like in their twenties or something. <laughs> She's only late. forty-eight years old. Yeah, they're like in their late teens or their. Early yeah, 20s. when when mom's hitting the OnlyFans circuit, mm. it's a little embarrassing for everybody. I think. Can you imagine going to school, being the Son of like a porn star. Oh, I can't oh, even imagine. Can you even imagine? <laughs> What's Cannot... your mom doing right now? Do you think? <laughs> or who's she doing? Or who's she doing? My right dad now, loves your show. Yeah. 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 Mm, no. No. One yeah. of the worst no. upbringings I can think no. of. That would be pretty uh. horrible. Nope. That would be pretty horrible. There's no doubt about it. That's tough. <laughs> that would be tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stymied by that image. Of, oh, I, I mean, I, I, it's tough for me named Economopolis. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, I had big ears. That was tough. <laughs> How do you make fun of the name Economopolis, though? I can't really oh. think of anything. Suzuki, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> I, no, you just, say, Snuffleupagus. I suppose you just kind of like rhyme with it. Which Platypus is... and, yeah, like Kawasaki, Econo Lodge. I heard every possible <laughs> version of that. Econo Lodge. Econo wow. Lodge. Yeah. Well, we, were just, we just got Barnyard. That's about as good yeah, as they got. That was about it. And it's like... I guess we have a barn on our property. Sure. I was sure. going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot it's of accurate. Time in a barn yard without the Y. That's how you spell yeah, it. That's, that's how I tell people I to spell it. I like when I say someone on the phone is like, okay, what's your name? And I say, Andy Barnard. And they're like, uh, B E R. Yes, E makes the ah sound. Oh. That's right. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's I shouldn't like I really was... be complaining about having to spell my name to Kostaki Economopolis, no. but no. still. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I told you about that. Uh, I was doing an article for this magazine, and the editor's name was 8 billion uh, letters long. So I called her once, and her assistant gets on the phone and I'm like, you know, I need to talk to who, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she says it perfectly. <laughs> Just says it perfectly. Like, you should know this name perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, now your name? I said, Mike Bryant. She was like, my bruh. <laughs> it's like, where, what world am I in here? What the hell <laughs> how is, that? is that? But yeah, she knew that one. She knew the long one. So you how know? often, Kostaki, when you call in and you say your name, do they just like get it? They don't even ask. Have to have to ask you to spell it. It's almost never. It's like maybe <laughs> twice in your life. If he if he my dad Greece, my dad was born fun. in Greece and came to America when he was you know for grad school basically and ended up staying. Mm-hmm. And as a grown up, he would the laundromat and the pizza joint. Knew him mm. as Mr. Potter. He just took oh. him. He just took Mark. <laughs> Easy enough, I suppose. He was just tired of dealing with it. Yeah, I love that. He, he, uh, he took my mom's maiden name and made that his his useful name for stuff like huh. that, which is Potter. Wow. Great just call. Kind of funny. That's what a lot of By the way, did. my mom, what, that's a pretty bold choice in life to go from Marjorie Potter <laughs> to Marjorie Economopolis. <laughs> <Isn't that true>? Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty no one, big no one's asking you to spell Potter for them. Mm, no, Potter, not. they got. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Pretty. Potter. My dad with his thick Greek accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's your Mr. Potter. Sounds exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mr. Potter from the uh, island of Lesbos. That's the whole deal right there. What? That's right. That's right. That's funny. Well, there's, right a, there's a moment right. in my uh, family's history. My brother and I joke about this all the time. My dad's brother, uh, my uncle, Leonidas, we were we were looking Leonidas. at the map and we were talking about where we were going the next day. We were, we were visiting some Greek islands. 
and he pointed out uh, Lesbos, and he goes, "Do you know lesbian love?" <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of yes. it. Yes. Uh, I've seen a few films. You know. <laughs> <laughs> films. Do you know lesbian love? <laughs> Great. Nice question. Oh, wow. <sighs> Very hard to keep a straight face at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could see that. No Funny. question about it. What a, what a well, legacy. Well, they announced yesterday uh, Usher is going to be the Super Bowl entertainment this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, yep. He's from Atlanta, so at least he's supposed to quit after halftime. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll be watching any more games this year. I got to be honest with you, that team sucks. Oh, oh. you're gonna do oh, it. They you, suck. We got to pick a better team, Tom. You and me. We should. Uh, can we pick the Chiefs together? The Eagles the or Chiefs. something? You know what's yeah. amazing? I'm glad you brought that up because. <laughs> There was a list of the the meanest, most dangerous football stadiums in America. Philadelphia, it's got to be. Didn't even make the top twenty. Yeah. I was like, what's what? Make, what's making it dangerous then? I don't if know. It's not those people. I, I I should look. You know what? Talk amongst yourself. I'll meanest look up the story. Stadium. Yes, yeah, the meanest stadiums. Yeah. And the meanest. Like the last. The, the rating of the visiting meanest. games for the for, for the, the most Eagles? dangerous. Oh yeah, I, guess. I got the most dangerous NFL stadiums. Yeah, listen to wow. this list. What's this? Li- let's uh, hear this. Kasaki, have you heard this? No, I'm it's interested. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's crimes per a thousand residents living in that zip code. Oh, well, then there's some oh, so it's in real it's bad neighborhoods. Yeah. It's bad yeah. neighborhoods, not the stadiums it's, themselves. Yeah, technically, that's, that's a different. Oh, so they deal. lie. So, so let's see. Um, Although that is a factor. The, the yeah, Atlanta it is a stadium factor. used to be in a really bad neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. you didn't want to go there during mm-hmm. the. You know. Yeah. So who is it? Uh, do we want total crime or just violent crime? <laughs> we have two lists. That's apparently. ones we, we care do. about. We actually have three. There's also property. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit in the game. lead. Yeah. Detroit is in the lead by yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Detroit yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah, 23 yeah. per 1,000. Uh, yeah. Number two is Cleveland, of course. Cleveland. And that's 17. So okay. yeah, Detroit's oh. still not doing so great. No. Mm-hmm. Although when was this list compiled, I wonder? Yesterday. Uh... Basically, it was last week. So, yeah, yeah Detroit. Atlanta Stadium. I thought Detroit was supposed Where's, to be, like, doing okay. But no. I mm. guess not. The, the downtown is revitalized. It's actually nice. I was surprised I was there when Just I was there. Just not that particular cool. zip code? We talk about it like it's Beirut or something. I, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was nice. It so is, was, is Chicago? Well, for a long time, it looked like Beirut. Chicago, no. It's uh, Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City, New Orleans. Baltimore, huh? Baltimore, not yeah, a surprise. Kansas mm-hmm. City's kind of a New- surprise. New Orleans is a little rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, Orleans, yeah, you yeah. leave it, the touristy it's areas. A, you're there's still a people who it's a live glorious, there from beautiful the... place, but it is also sketchy yeah. AF. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's one for the highest total crime. Number four, Minnesota. Hey. We got our own. Yep. Top we're, ten. We're finally. number four in to, for total crime out of every NFL stadium zip code. Well, that doesn't. That's oh, ridiculous. but not violent. That's very Minnesota. Not violent. Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to bother you, but can I just have your wallet? It's mostly in property crime. Like, yep. So it's Probably the zip code where the stadium is. Yes. But that didn't seem like there's that much crime on. The, I don't know how big that zip code is though for where the bank is. Yeah, I don't Couldn't know. Couldn't tell yeah. you what the zip code of Because I would bet is. there's more crime on the other end, the target, the target end, than on the bank end. You'd think. Let's right. see. What's the zip code for U.S. Bank Stadium? 
five yeah. five something. I took I a bet. five five four one two. I think it is four one five. I got one on one of those. Uh, you know, you grab the city bikes and you ride around. I yep. did that once when I was working Acme in town, and I went south from where I was. I couldn't believe how sketchy it got. Yep. You can get sketchy down yeah. there. Yeah. Five because right around well, Acme is so nice, and that's the part I always see. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look at. Oh, <laughs> when I used to walk from when the podcast Where was underneath Acme, I used to walk from there and walk behind the bus station. Oh, that's yeah. a good place. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a good, good smelling, <laughs> friendly place. It's yeah. a small zip code around U.S. Bank Stadium. It's like two blocks in any direction. Oh, that's but it. I'm okay. guessing it's like a lot of probably pickpocketing, that sort there's of thing. Car break ins. A lot of crime yeah. at Hubert's. So, yeah. Well, Where's Trader Atlanta Jones? on your list? Not even open anymore. Uh, Atlanta is not in the top five. Well, if you yeah. that stadium's in a really pretty nice place, where the new stadium is, Atlanta? the new Brave Stadium is in a nice place. But the Falcons are still like, really? Mm. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was pretty. Well, yeah, because you walk a little bit. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Because it's right off that the, one main street. The Braves they put up north. It's yeah. in like the suburbs. You uh, know? There is this though. What stadium would you not feel comfortable visiting as an opposing fan? That'd and be Philadelphia. Number one is Philadelphia yeah. by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. Yes. Almost twice the second, which is Cleveland. <laughs> now Foxborough. Now that's a safe place. That is up there in that's Foxborough. That's way out of Boston. Way out. Safe. You remember when that team was good at football, Mike? That was fun for you, wasn't it? Oh, my God. What a shot. They won yesterday. What they beat the shot. Jets. They beat you the had, Jets yesterday. You had 20 years. It's over. It's so over. <laughs> <laughs> they got win one. They're rolling from here. Yeah, there you go. They're, they're one and one now, one and two. No, they're one and two. One yeah. and two. Yeah, there you go. Now, here's an interesting one. Parents, are you comfortable letting your minor child visit the stadium without you? Oh, God. No 77% of in the country said no. Oh, no. But yeah. number one, interestingly enough, is Indianapolis. 98.2% said no. Yeah, well, Indianapolis <laughs> isn't a bad... Well, but like Indianapolis over a lot of other cities, I don't mm. know, it's strange. Mm. Like New that Orleans is only 94. That probably more to the parenting ethic. I think of... so, yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't give right. a crap. Don't yes. We... I went to the national <laughs> hockey hockey championship for college You're in my teens own, kid. on my own. Took a bus. Where was it? It was in Providence. I oh, just took Providence, a bus, yeah. went over there, huh. went to the games all by myself. Oh, that's good. I used to take the bus all over the place. Nobody ever bothered me. Not, Not back in the old days. Not in the old days. No, that's true. Nobody did that crap back then. I mean, people did, but I never had a problem. Well, as I said, right. when I was 10 years old, I used to walk from Plymouth and Bryant, Bryant downtown, mm-hmm. play all day, and I walked back home, and nobody <laughs> ever bothered me, ever. It's a different world now. Not mm-hmm. in a million years. I mean, I was a big ten year old, I suppose, but I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It does not yeah. matter. You're absolutely right. So, uh, here's some fun news the NFL scouting sites for future games in Spain and Brazil. Wow. Hmm. Uh, someday they might even put a professional football team at Chicago. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Boar Bears. <laughs> Thieves stole $100,000 in equipment from the Bears Stadium this week. Uh, but they left the playbooks. You know, no value. <laughs> no value at all. So they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. $100,000 of equipment. Did we expect the security for the Bears to play good defense? No. <laughs> they don't have any leads in the case, but Justin Fields is guilty of stealing the city's hope. Oh, Ooh, there you go. Tropical Storm Ophelia affected the game between the Patriots and the Jets. 
That's three things that blow. Am I right, Mike? <laughs> oh, well. He's coming after Mike Big today, baby. Jeez, <laughs> it was an area of low pressure as opposed to New York's area of low expectations. It's uh, very different. Mm. I can relate to. I also have struggled to score in New York. Tough, you know. <laughs> well, that'll happen. <laughs> You're married. You got a little kid. You know, it's fair. Uh, <laughs> Jets coach Robert Sala said Zach Wilson gives him the best chance to win. I'm like, oh, no, Sala's going blind. It's a shame. He's so young. Zach Wilson gives you the best chance to win. Are you not watching the games, Robert Sala? Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner said Mac Jones hit him in the private parts. Oh. Or as uh, Gardner might call it, the sauce maker. The sauce maker. Oh, oh, Jesus. Gross. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. All right, let's pose on one more that's questionable. Another uh, questionable I keep seeing, the, <laughs> I keep seeing the headline, Chubb is out. And I'm like, yep. wait, is this about Brett Favre? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. It's another uh, Hall of Famer in the Please Change Your Name Club. Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. A Georgia boy. Yep. Kostaki, yes. another brilliant report, I thought. Excellent. And this time Thanks, you guys. didn't have a five-minute lag like yeah. last I know. week. That's nice. Yeah, like last week. Oh, yeah. Right. That was like a time machine. That, that was, was crazy really how big that lag was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No question. All right, young man, we will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks a lot. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Kostaki Economopolis. <laughs> so, you didn't call it quick snaps anymore, though. Uh, no, I don't no. know. I wonder if that's an issue with that that uh, thing he was doing before. I don't yeah, know if he still called that or not. So I'm going to be going to Soldier Field next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, next Wednesday? Next Wednesday, yeah. What's I'm going to go see Messi play. Oh, you're going to go to the soccer game? Yep, going to go to the soccer game and see Messi. Hopefully he'll play. If he doesn't play, that's going to suck. Just remember what Steve Cannon once said. What did he say? He said, hey, Morgan Mundane, why do 20,000 Minnesota kids play soccer? I don't know, Steve-O, why do 20,000 Minnesota kids play soccer? So they don't have to watch it. We've been watching a lot of small child soccer lately, and it's actually pretty hilarious. Coaching a lot of small children. Somebody's always crying. (laughs) Not always. Every day. Someone always cries, but there's not always someone crying. At least one's crying. Different. That one little kid, we won't use any names, obviously. He was just getting the crap beat out of him. He just got up and kept on going. I'm like, "This, this kid needs to play hockey. He scored a couple of goals, <laughs> didn't he? 
there. Did he? I, I think he know. scored a couple he's, of goals. I think he scored the one. No, it's two. Did they score two goals? Yeah, he's like he super. T- I mean, he was done because yeah. a lot of times when it's small children soccer, they get into like a little. Those everybody's scrums. kicking at the yep. same time. The hive. He was oh, yes. down. The he was hive. down on the ground. They're I know, kicking. Everybody, I know. And, we, and he all wasn't even getting. He was just like. All the coaches come running and we're like, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. They and just it didn't keep even on kicking. We're like, ah, stop yeah. kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tough little guy. He sure was. Mm-hmm. I know, everyone's. And then sometimes there's just kids that are constantly falling over and not paying attention. There's. Oh, I love the so kick and fall. The kick and fall move yeah. is hilarious. Miss the ball. Oh, when they go kicking over, they do the old. <laughs> or they try to kick the ball and Peanuts. they end up somehow half standing on the ball and then yeah. it rolls under <laughs> and then they fall. <laughs> yeah. So is this, is know, this Sage or is this Sage fawn? and Fawn? Both. Are it's both, like what? Yeah. It's like watching a bunch yes. of puppies do they trying like to playing? play an organized game. Yeah, they've been having a fun time. I yeah. am ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twice fawn a week. Does twice a week. And then fun, Sage yeah. does once a week. And then Fawn now also has dance, too. And Sage also started back in golf. So there's, like, a four-week overlap of mm-hmm. all of them Everything. at one. Because when I signed up, I was like, it's not the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're done the second week of October. So it'll just be four weeks of just really busy, and then we'll be done. And But they really liked it, and it's just been nice to be... I mean, we have had such beautiful evenings. Really have. Oh, yeah. Every yes. game. You're and then right. we stay after for a little bit because they're just running around the field and having a great time. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And I wear those kids out. And you're out. day drinking? Or? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are some parents, there are some parents that bring things and koozies. But I'm like, I don't know. Alex is actually coaching soccer. I coach, ah, you I coach are. Yeah, i got to call her Coach Alex now. Yep. Dan coaches Fawns. Dan okay. and I are both coaching Sages next Saturday. Wow. Because oh, we... Uh, the other my co-coach is out of town. So I coach. asked I asked Sage. I said, "So what's what's your what's your position, Sage?" He says, "I stand next to my mom." <laughs> <laughs> That's his position. So we, don't really talk, my mom. we don't talk too much about because there's no goalies right. on his on Fonz. There is goalies, and they play in the bigger nets, not mm-hmm. like the huge huge nets, but bigger nets. Sages, they play in those little collapsible ones, mm-hmm. so it's like this tiny little net. And I know, but it's funny. I they don't keep score. The boys keep score. Oh, they but are all keeping sp- score. And no, I, I know. You just told us what the score was. Yes, so exactly. I think you're the boys score. are. Yes. Well, the, I get told sixteen times throughout the whole thing. It's four to two. It's six to two. It's six to three. I'm like, okay. We're not supposed to be keeping mm-hmm. score. We're not actually keeping score. And there's no goalies, so there's just like three on defense, three on offense. But then they're all just running around, mm-hmm. and I've like tried to. I'm kind of the defense person generally speaking and so I've been like okay hang back or you can go up a little bit but if they're coming at the goal like you run as fast as you can to get in front of the goal to keep them from scoring mm-hmm. right don't just Good coaching there open. Alex so I've been yeah. been trying and it's been working we're those, undefeated those kids that are How are, you are undefeated they twins if they don't keep score if you did keep score <laughs> we'd be undefeated because the kids keep talking about it are those two kids that are really good are they twins mm-hmm. I, I would keep an eye on them. I think that they've got a future in sports. They are actually really well, good. They the have two the pa- E's? Yeah, they yeah. have the parents that are... They are good. They're mm. really, you know, get you out it? of it, get it out of there. Like, they're yeah. yelling, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. But the boys mm-hmm. really like playing. They're having yeah, a Especially great time. one of them. One <laughs> yeah. of them is very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Like, oh, but great. they're little. We'll see. I know. It's like, I know. He, 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 makes, he makes a lot, of, a lot of scores, and he's like, yeah! Yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh. takes his shirt off, does the slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I'm like, wow, the this kid's slide. into it. Yeah. Doing all of well, it. they're six. Oh, they're six. Oh, they are a little bigger. They're older, a little than taller. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who did you tell I'm playing pickleball now? Who did you I tell? You just talked about it last week, too. Yeah. Why? Do you think this is a coincidence that yeah. I now play pickleball and this is the headline in the Star Tribune? What's that? The rise of the pickleball click is the game becoming too exclusive? No. It's what? Completely I don't think it's got to do. Not exclusive, it's not exclusive at all. At all. Well, you buy, you have a paddle, and you have a ball, and you can go to any park, pretty any much, park. in America, and Doesn't play pickleball. But now you've got those new places showing up that are like you. You have to rent courts, and it, there's a lot of they're they're starting to figure out ways to make money on this in a different oh, way. Oh, it's so, huge money. Yeah, As a matter huge. of fact, um, when I was when I first had my first lesson, first mm-hmm. one on my first lesson, he said that a lot. There's an NBA player, a really really yep. famous one that. Um, Bought a league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of tennis players, they yep. go right into pickleball. I mean, it's there it's is a cool lot of money actually. because it's very competitive. I'm get, I'm guessing it'll someday like have a Wimbledon for pickleball. Maybe there already is a there Wimbledon. Is, there's Kevin leagues Durant. on TV. Yeah, there's leagues on TV. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. huge. My kid's and, school now has a, they just announced yesterday, they're having an adult pickleball league on Sunday nights. There we go. <laughs> and see, I mean, it's huge. it's like anything. You know, you can play soccer at the park in a little, you know, league like this mm-hmm. that costs, you know, nothing or little, very little, I'm, I'm guessing. Surprised. Or you can put your kid into a coach thing and try to get mm-hmm. him to be a pro. And uh, so, I mean... You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. How's it getting too exclusive, though, when it costs you nothing to go to the park and play pickleball? Well, our the guy that we took the lessons from, he said that they go all over the place yeah. and do ministry yep. with mm-hmm. pickleball. It's like people have got a paddle. Ministry. They go mm-hmm. all over the place and just play pickleball, and people have no shoes, mm-hmm. and they're playing. Because hmm. huh. it's fun, and it brings people together. I like it. That's good. Yeah. Did you see the story on Kid Can yesterday? Yes, that was, that was a, a hell of a story. story. That was. was really good. I didn't know some of those things. Like, what didn't you know? Um, I didn't. Know, well, I didn't. I, I wouldn't have been able to say his his full name. I I didn't mm. know that for sure. So that was one thing. Second thing was that whole the the reason why he shot that reporter. Mm-hmm. You know that was and and then he actually got off for it. Yeah. You know right. that uh, that was a, it was an interesting story. You said know. Sid might have helped with that, huh? Well, I I think that there's some some questions about that, and, <laughs> and and they didn't go deep into the Floyd B. Olson part of that story. No, <laughs> so, really? Yeah. You know, Minnesota does have a past that hardly anybody knows about. Mm-hmm. It's all it was all on the North Side. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't know about it because it all happened up there. You know, Isidore Blumenfeld was his full name. There weren't enough people here to care. That's true. I suppose. At one time. I suppose that's probably true, but... uh, Well, it's still the north half of the state no one cares about. You know why his nickname was Kid Can? (laughs) Unless you live there. (laughs) Yeah, like what? No, it's true. I mean, you ask anyone who's not a Minnesotan, like, ask them to name a city that isn't Minneapolis or St. Paul. They might get Duluth, maybe. maybe. Yeah, they might. You're right. That's about it. Rochester, because of the Mayo Clinic. Rochester, it depends on, yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> yeah. So why was his name Kid Can? Uh, I don't know. Why was his name Kid Can? I got this right from Sid, as a matter of fact, and a okay. couple other guys that might have been involved in that whole uh, group. Mm-hmm. Every time a fight started, he'd hide in the can. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. A good strategy. That's a good strategy. <laughs> wow. That is a, that. Yeah. So it wasn't a, a really good nickname. No. It was kind of like crazy-eyed <laughs> Willie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know? 
You know, honestly, I hope somebody someday somebody writes a real book about North Minneapolis. I thought somebody mm-hmm. did. Didn't we have somebody on the podcast that wrote a book yes. about all that stuff? Yeah, people have been yeah. writing about it. Yeah, there's some. There are some uh, yeah. stories about the because it's what was it? It was him. It was. Uh, uh, there's a couple other gangsters that were wasn't Capone here for a Capone while. Capone stayed here and, quite often, then and went up to Wisconsin. The guy who fixed the baseball, I think, was here too. Oh yeah, um, Capone yeah. was probably a consultant too. Was paid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is how you do it. This is how you become a gangster. <laughs> how you become a gangster in his, da- in his diaper. He had seminars in <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> God, do you ever see the movie Capone with Ben Gazzara? The one with Ben Gazzara. Oh, he played Al Capone. Oh, yeah, I did. I did see that. I was just thinking of the crappy one we watched with Hardy. It was so sad. They show him at the very end, and he's, you know, got head syphilis, so his brain got dimensional. He's sitting, fishing in his swimming pool, (laughs) and he really thinks he's fishing. Sure. But all of a sudden he goes, yep, yeah, you're right. Nicest communion suit in a block, ma. <laughs> it's like, oh god, oh. wow. He's gone off the deep. Oh. He yeah. thinks he's had his holy communion, wow. which is what you're like seven. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Wow. Was he fishing in the holy water then? <laughs> yeah, he must have been the holy water of his own swimming pool. I guess I don't know, but uh. he wasn't catching much. I do know that, but uh, if you get a chance, it's a good I've movie. Seen that. Yeah, oh, you've seen, seen it. That. Yeah. So I was yeah. just thinking the shitty Hardy movie we saw that was. Him in the diaper. Oh, yeah. With the oh, gold right. gun. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. That movie was horrendous. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Um, there's one question. We only got a couple of minutes left, but I want to ask this. If Sinclair Lewis isn't the best Minnesota author, who is? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I could name another. Yeah. No, could you? Well, Vince Flynn. Vince Flynn, yeah. 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 Um, well, but I mean, like, ones that would... Well, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I, someone were to ask me... Who the most famous Minnesota author is? I would have said Vince Flynn. Yeah, do, do but writers, I also know that it's probably not true. Do writers count? Would you count writers in that? I don't know. I mean, if you'd count writers that do like newspaper writing, Royce's a really good writer. Yeah, Royce is Royce a very good writer. Really, his like his obituaries are like some of the best best articles he does. You know, I've never heard of any of the authors that they're talking about. Anymore. Oh yeah. Inspired by a new list, we're curious about your favorites, Louise Erdrich. Oh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott, F. Yeah, Scott, I was going to oh, say yeah. him for yeah, sure. F. Scott yeah. Fitzgerald, that's, yeah. that's definitely it then. Yeah. Yeah. Kate DiCamillo. We've got quite a few like romance authors Do here, don't we? I don't know. I think. My neighbor writes, wrote children's books. Hmm. I've heard of Laura Ingalls Wilder too, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, Little House yeah. on the Prairie, yeah. She, but she true. wasn't born... Well, in Minnesota, she was born in Wisconsin. So what does and she have to do with Minnesota? But they lived here, here for did a they? while. Yeah. yeah, they did live yeah. here. Yeah, there's like a whole Laura Ingalls Wilder thing that you can go do. In, in uh, Walnut Grove, Minnesota. Walnut Grove. Yep. Walnut Grove. Yeah. Walnut Grove. Yeah. I've Very been there actually. Away. We actually did a commercial there for one of. Is the that in the half yeah. of the yeah. state that no one cares about? Oh, yes. so Andy, you yes, and this <laughs> this driving Minnesotans off the podcast. Oh, I actually like the I. If I didn't have to leave my house ever, I'd live in the north half of Minnesota. <laughs> it's he very also wishes he did cheap and peaceful. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, cheap oh. and peaceful. I'm just and saying, like peaceful. you know, most people don't care about any place unless it's a big city anymore. Mm. Why did you have a child if you want a life to be cheap and peaceful? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is neither yeah. of those things. <laughs> yeah. This is from Minnesota now. Good point. Do, is Vince on that list? Uh, ever yeah, heard of Vince be. Flynn? Do yourself a favor and start reading the Mitch Rapp thriller series. Okay. Well, I think there's a new one out. 
whoever took over his. Yeah, I think there is. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they've been they've been doing them for a while. Yeah, I think there's three since that I know of. All right, kids, that's going to do it for this week. Hell of a show, I thought. The guest turned out to be very good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Kostaki was back in, yes. in real time. Yeah. yeah. You yes. could actually talk to him instead of just having to feel the question and then wait so for weird. his pigeon to arrive with the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was very strange. Yeah, was, it was like five, six, seven seconds. Would you stop? It was, it's that laptop. It was, they came and took it last week and haven't given it back. So no, something know. must have been pretty messed up with it. I guess oh, so. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Boom.